Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Tata got an iPhone 14 out here. Ah, yeah. <laughs> iPhone 14. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't even know phones could from. do that. But did you hear the Alexia drop just now? Yeah, I did though. I did though. Alexa, Alexa, Alexia, Alexia. Alexia. But it sounded like on some Come Alexa on. shit. Like that could be like Alexia's voice could be. I would. Alexia, you could be like the my like GPS voice. There you like go. My alarm. I, I've been saying. I want to get into um, voice acting. Definitely. That'd be perfect. What are we thinking? I, I'm thinking that's a thing Yo, for you. I'm with it too. I'm with Dominate it. Dominate the children's book industry, bro. Oh, children's yeah, books. Oh, Alexia yeah, yeah. on children's books would be crazy. Yeah, she brought that. that I trust your right voice with my daughter. One I don't fish, have one. Two fish. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us about this iPhone from the future, man. What's going on? All right. So what happened was. Oh, Lord. I was uh, me and my man Avery here and Chris and uh, da, 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 Baron mm-hmm. were in Baltimore. Wait, wait, wait. Don't forget Mike. Come on, bro. Oh, and Mike. Come on, Definitely bro. Come can't on, forget bro. Mike. Word. We're exploring can't the city in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I'm you sorry know, going, going. <laughs> Damn, bro. <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Relax. 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 Baltimore. Are you from Baltimore? No, we about to be there. Oh, God. Baltimore, Baltimore <laughs> isn't going to appreciate that. But. Um, yeah, we're exploring the city, Price meeting some up. other creatives or whatever, and uh, a situation press, uh, uh, transpired. It's Baltimore. And uh, no, 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 not that type of situation. Not that type of situation. Go ahead. So, a disagreement occurred. Okay. And after I got off the phone, I threw my phone. Mm. Okay. And stop, stop, stop! You ain't throw your phone, bro. You like, hey, no, like surreal. Nigga like spiked it like he just scored a touchdown, bro. Like, oh, ooh. damn, Tom, Tom. Like, bro, like we're all like sitting down, like flinching and like, yo, like what's going on? Yeah, every, <laughs> every, everybody, everybody didn't know what to make of that moment. But I don't know, like, it's I just, strange. I, I, How did that feel though? Like, what's you like? Because that sounds like some shit that I wish I had. I don't know. In my Witness? mind, I would do that shit, but I wouldn't do that in real life. But. Somebody um, who's actually I don't know, like the the, to be, be being transparent and honest, uh, it was a moment where I saw black, not red, not orange, but black. Okay. So, me Sheesh. throwing my phone kind of came in that moment. Mm. I definitely regretted it because it cost me a hundred dollars uh, the next day. Mm. So it was only a hundred dollars to prepare that shit. But hold no, up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. The screen did not crack. That's what I'm getting to. Like, too, it's like it only bit. <laughs> I bent the whole phone, but did not, did not, did not okay. crack the screen. Comment one: I'm worried about your mental health. But two: <laughs> I want to hear about this phone. I mean, it's not here anymore. It's just, uh, like so, you threw the phone down. You spiked that bitch. Right, spiked. The screen that bitch. didn't break. The screen did not it break. Just, it turned into like a little. I mean, honestly, if it just bounced, if, up, if, like, if I'm someone, good, I'm good, if good. If, uh, if the technician who was about to fix it didn't give it a second look, nobody would have known it was bent. But like when you saw the phone, it was like this, as opposed to like being interesting. Yeah. Okay. Back to uh, back to the first point. Are you okay? I'm getting there, I suppose. All right. I mean, is it, it was is it a little bit more it was gray. A, uh, so the best the best way for me to put it is it was the perfect day of every being everything being just a little bit off center. Hmm. Um, Did you finish uh, off the day or the night with a W? 
did you finish? I mean, technically, the, the whole day was a W for us. Yeah. Like we okay. met a lot of good people. Um, we explored we explored Baltimore in a way that you know will definitely help us in the future. So Word. yeah, it was, the day was a W, yeah. but that time was a, a bit of an L. Wow. Mm. I'm sorry to hear that, man. You're not gonna pull a summer walk on us, are you? Oh. You're just gonna walk away from all your projects because you are uh, uh, mentally anguished. Transition. No, nah, I've thought about it, but. I've thought about it, but no, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that. <laughs> what do you think about the Summer Walker situation? Just a quick update to all the people who might be eavesdropping on us right now. Summer Walker has officially uh, decided to end her tour short. She's only going to do the remainder of the year and only hit the big markets. So essentially, Summer Walker, because of her social anxiety and her mental anguish, she released a video on Instagram maybe not too long ago saying that she's deciding to quit the performance game. I mean, to me, I I feel her, and I don't feel it. Okay. Um, I feel her in the sense of, like, I mean, I feel like we all have our days where, you know, we're just not feeling it. Probably don't need to be around people. Right. And, you know, it's, sometimes it's a major occurrence that takes you there. Sometimes it's a little itty-bitty thing, like my bank account got overdrafted. Yeah. Plus other things that make the perfect storm for you to be blown. Right. Um, so, like, I mean, I get it, but... At the same time, you also know what you signed up for. So it's like there's that part of the game. I feel like even the terms that she's going to continue to tour, I feel like that was some sort of – she was about to not do anything. Yeah, she and was. And they negotiated and got to do her That's to do the major joint. Yeah, yeah. Word, so, word. I think, uh, I think my in the bag segment, which is I'm not going to say yet. Okay. But, uh, I think my bag in the bag segment touches on this a little bit. But Ooh, I haven't really been on the Twitter streets paying okay. attention to this. Right. Okay. But, you know, I think we should dive into it a little bit. I know, uh, Bimo, you mentioned the eavesdroppers, but we ain't even set it off yet. Oh set it off God. for us, bro. Oh, my God. Every time, man. No, it's all good. Welcome to the Over the Show, the podcast. This is your chance to eavesdrop on today for professional creatives as we discuss the sources, happenings, inspirations from the creative industry, from film to production to music to culture. Join us each week as we push the envelope on the possibilities of the creative industries our host for this week of course is your main man 100 grand your boy bmo brown what's up baby okay i'm sorry to my right i got my main man word, what's up word. you already know it is matt aka mr backpack matt mr sbo beanie's coming uh november 23rd Beanie. you heard it first i told y'all niggas it was coming soon i truly am so yeah uh yeah uh, Mr. SBO, the silent partner, happy Ooh, to be here, man. Took a little, took took a little two week break, but uh, it feels like we a little refreshed, man. Uh, yeah, and then, and, then, Tom, Tom. and then we got Tom Tom, aka Thomas the Great, aka uh, the facilitator. The facilitator, facilitator. Okay. nigga. We making and one mixtapes out here, dog. <laughs> 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 niggas, niggas, Introduce our guest, Tom Tom. So I got my man, aka Young Clepio, aka Ooh. Avery. Ooh. Right. Uh, you knew you I was gonna say it on that. the air. Give us a give us a brief intro, Avery. Who are you? What you doing? What you doing? Yeah, uh, Avery. Yeah. Uh, what am I doing? Uh, a lot, a lot. Uh, music, clothes, Arts. curating, um, all of it. Really painting, trying to try and do a little all bit of, of painting, immersing yeah. into it. I see this dude. Yeah. Photography. Man. Yeah. Trying to trying to do it all. Yeah. Do it all. Yeah. Look at go to your favorite artist Instagram right now. Pinch and zoom, you'll see Avery in the background. Swear Someone, he's right there. He's right there. He works. He, he works harder than I do. He be posted up. You quiet, a hard though. ass working nigga. I tell yeah. you that. Yeah, you a facilitator. You a, faci- <laughs> a facilitator. Nigga. But yo, as always, we're coming to you live from the line from the lobby of the Line Hotel. What's up? Right here in Chocolate City, we got our girl Miss Alexi in the booth. Hey girl, hey. Hey, shout out at least to the videographer. 
she in here over the shoulder, literally. We got a literally over right over shoulder, my right shoulder right now. It's a family. I love it. I love it. Yeah, it is. Uh, is it time? Uh, so no, nah, let's get back to this uh, Summer Walker shit, though, right? Like, oh, I mean, we had a lot of conversation. Oh, we did. We did have a going lot. on before the mics turned on. So I just wanted yeah, to get yeah, the, let, let's let's get you, the you and you and Alexia was was having a good conversation about performances. We we were having a good conversation. My point is that I think artists don't know how to perform mm. anymore. Not all of them, but I think it's different being able to sing, to play an instrument, to make nice music that people will vibe to in their bedroom. Right. Versus actually being a performer like that takes a lot of um coaching and direction um and i don't think that artists think that they need that or even recognize the use for that huh i wonder i was thinking about it on my walk over here i was wondering if that is actually kind of a division that could be noticed throughout the generations and i'm actually glad that avery is here with us today uh, because the three of us we old ass niggas and avery he's a young dude you know what i mean he's younger than us by a decade or so a whole decade (laughs) a whole decade or so so uh as i was walking today i was thinking about how social media has made our stars and our performers closer to us so we have a sense of empathy when it comes to the hardships that they go through so when you see an artist like summer walk or someone who's probably had instagram the majority of their life um and her demographic being an audience who's had social media the majority of their life i could see how the response to her quitting her, her tour could uh emote an empathetic response and i 100 percent agree with it but as an older nigga that shit ain't cool to me. I'm going to be honest with you. That shit's not cool <laughs> to me. If you're a musician, you have to perform. Art is performative. I can only think of one artist in the history of art who has never performed or has never tried to perfect their performance craft. And that's Banksy. That's because that's we just don't know who that nigga is. Right. Although I think I know who that nigga is. And I think it's Avery. But you know, it's another <laughs> <one>. <laughs> This nigga's reincarnated. <laughs> nigga re- so right like, in front of us. So, like, uh, I just, I don't. I get that you go through mental anguish. I understand that. And just like the dude who doesn't want to go to work at his cold job in the morning because it might be too cold or it might be too dangerous. Ooh. If you have signed up for a profession and you are a professional, do you take your ass to work? Facts. That's all I got to say about it. You just going to mic drop like that? I got to, man. I got I to leave room. Avery's in the building. You got to yeah, show deference. To the youth. So, is there somebody so, behind yeah. me? Mink. Oh, Mink. shit. Come on we got in. the family in here, too. We got Mink coming in the building. Um, but, yeah, uh, just to keep the conversation going, Avery. Yeah. Uh, when I did my first SBO show um, in April, you were posted up there um, when I collaborated with Chris. I've always seen you soaking up game. I've seen you move, bounce around, not just, like, there as a fly on the wall, but participating, yeah. helping to build, helping to develop. So tell me a little bit about, like, you know, the skills that you've learned and, and what insights you've gained in that in terms of being a professional, in terms of being built for the long haul and whatever you're trying to do with this. Um, that's the main thing for me, like, that longevity thing and not, like, not trying to burn out too young and, like, not trying to, like, also, like, make the art that will, like, be good now and also be good in, like, five Timeless. years to look back and be like, all right, that shit was still. Right, it appreciates what Still time, yeah. rocks or the. The brand is still Which still looks good or whatever yeah. you know what I'm saying, but like, oh no, the one of the main things I learned is just like get it done. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's a fact, bro. Like, that's gold right there. That's yeah, definitely golden. I don't, I don't really know. Like, I've learned a lot and like about. I think I learned more about people. You know what I'm saying? How like people in different environments and stuff like that. Yeah, you're not um, a, like 
switch it up depending yeah. on what the because like you said like the fly on the wall type of thing i'm just like watching people interacting like that type of stuff but like the main thing i learned hockey is just like get it done yeah and like but taking it back to the summer thing like uh it's like at get it done but at like what cost you feel me mm. so it's mm. like how like worth it was that extra like however many millions like on tour for her or like the like lights in the show or whatever it's a you solid know what I'm point it's a solid point. fans perception that's a solid point yeah and like what bmo was saying is like you would did you perform your jobs like but nah it's like a human you know what i'm saying yeah like, no i don't what i don't i see I, that's where i think the disconnect is i've seen i've seen stars before literally give their life to their craft and then I see a young lady who's willing to stop short of giving her life to a craft. Well, and, of course, you're looking at me like, yeah, duh, don't kill yourself. But at the same time, I'm thinking like, shit, Janis Joplin is dead. Mm-hmm. Kurt that, Cobain is dead. And these are some of the greats. And I don't know. Was it worth do, it? What that got to do with Summer Walker, though? A lot. No, it don't. She's okay. not Kurt Cobain. She not. I don't even know who the first person you was talking about is. So, like, how... How worth it was yeah. it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, he must be. remember Avery's huh? age. I, think. I know, but you know, because you know <laughs> Kurt Cobain, though. No. Yeah, but the like, 27 Club is basically just a lot of uh, artists who were young but caught fire very early and had success very early, but um, not necessarily knowing how to handle that or maybe traumas from the past or yeah. dealing with mental health issues. Exactly. That's true. Yeah, could lead people down darker paths that you know. In that's a, true. They show it out before that. Maybe uh, Summer really Walker to, to is. Maybe I mean, she's she's probably a hundred percent dealing. Definitely, with it. I mean, like, but you're, I'm, I'm just being honest on my podcast right now, no, right? Sure. I'm yeah. thinking about would I'd rather would I'd rather Amy Winehouse be alive now and I never heard her perform, or be dead and be the great that she is. It's a very morbid choice, but if we're talking about how I was socialized as a creative, I'm sorry. I'm I put my everything. Shit, in I'm mind. sorry. Like I, I mean, it's 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 hard to say, but you don't know Summer Walker. I don't know Summer Walker. I feel like this facade of social media makes it feel like we know that girl, but we don't know that girl. Anyway. Right, so then why, if you don't know, if you don't know her, then why does she have to like perform? Because you don't know she's a professional musician. That's my standard as a, as a professional. If you say you're a musician and you're a performer, and then you refuse to perform. Or nah. refuse to perform your music, then are you a professional? I look at myself. Yeah, but as some like people, a, some people land in professions. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, so, like, for should example, you get ass kicked out there? No, that's a good conversation. So, so, like, for example, I literally hours ago was watching this interview on Ananda Lewis. Okay. The old VJ or whatever. Yeah, she yeah. Started on Teen Summit and I think went to MTV or something like that, and she chose to walk away. Yeah. And almost, I think, at, the, uh, at somewhat the height of her career. But she learned over time that I like my private life. That's fine. And I feel like, I don't know, in a certain type of way, that's what summer is kind of going to going to inch towards. That I mean, like, I hope. Not, maybe, maybe she'll make the music and or maybe she won't make music, but maybe she'll make the music and just kind of pick and choose when she's going to perform. And uh, even though it's probably really early on in her career, but I, I feel like all things considered, like you just got to think about it. a lot of times when creatives when creatives eventually pop off it's not you're prepared for it but you're not prepared for it so there are certain elements of it that you don't know how to handle Mm -hmm. so like for example if you kind of look in the recent weeks she had a performance at npr Mm -hmm. and she literally on the mic was like yo i'm my armpits are sweating like shit and i have to hold on to this i think teddy bear or some shit like that because i have really bad social anxiety Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so like 
So you have to pick and choose your battles. Maybe it's appropriate that she doesn't do as much. Maybe this is what the record label or whoever is paying the bills has learned from this. Who knows? Because, like, if she's not, like, mentally fit, she can't make music. You know what I'm saying? If, like, you're not, like... Mentally sound. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, you, I don't agree. I'm, not, I'm not, you know what I mean? Of course you can because you're, you, once you like learn a craft, it's like that. You know it what I'm saying? You can she's just not in it. the best place. That's you know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> like, you don't want to, like, what's the point? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what's I don't the know. Point? If, you just, like, if you let musicians out. tell it they, it, it, they, they would say that that's when the, where the best music is going to come from. Well, well this is the thing, though. Shit. It doesn't have to be. I agree. Like, and that's one of the things I would definitely struggle with because it's like, damn, it just has like a, it's more meaningful to other people and even yourself when you're outside of it because it's like those are the thoughts that a lot of people don't talk about you know what i'm saying like everyone talks about like having like fun and the light and the good stuff but it's like not a lot of people like are able to articulate that sort of like i won't say dark or whatever like dark or like that sort of like soul touching music that like has to come from somewhere like not always good you know what i'm saying yeah i mean that's diversity and to me that's that's what i try to explain to people like a lot of times when you're creating Depending on what, where you meet your creative, uh, where where your creativity starts, you may be creating from literally an empty pot. Like, you may be broke. You may not have a home. You may not have a girl. You may not have your parents. It may come from a lonely place to create all these things that we see. I think uh, one thing is preparation. Preparation is a big thing, especially you have an artist like Summer Walker who's still fairly new to the public and is growing in terms of stardom, and she's the new hot thing, just like many artists are, you know what I'm saying, when mm-hmm. they're getting exposed, uh, regardless of what they look like. You know, every, the eyes are on them, there's interest, this is something new. But we don't know what this young lady's career path might go, and she has multiple options, because mm-hmm. maybe we're projecting her for, like, the big stages and the bright she lights. She might just be a songwriter. She, right. she, she, she might just go to Party Next Door route, which yeah. Party Next Door doesn't really do shows like that, but he's, well, he's revered, he's respected, and he gets his money through songwriting. He doesn't necessarily have to get that tour money. So, yeah, although getting those expenses are, you know, you don't want to, like, completely lose that bag. If you have an alternative that can be just as or suitably enough to, to live on, you should be okay. And then... Uh, Second part to preparation is um, the team that's around her. That's get ready, get into that, man. Yeah, get um, into that. Most creatives that I see are that are successful. Like you know, it's like the iceberg analogy. Like you, what's above uh, the water is like probably just one percent of right. the whole mass. Like you have a whole foundation below water which is not really seen. And so, if anything, I would question or I would raise concerns with her team in making sure that she's prepped mentally and emotionally to do that and also prepping the the environment that she's going to be performing in too like if she's not ready to be in this type of setting with this x amount of people in the crowd then for the sake of her and for the sake of the brand maybe let's, let's get not it back. do it let's be, let's be flexible to suit what's best for her or what's best for the artist in general so Cause to me if, if if all of this doesn't happen me and my mental health mind yeah. looks at it like she's going like she's going to have some sort of breakdown and it's going to be on stage. See, I'm, whether I'm whether she like I don't know throws something like I did, yeah, or whether she, you know, like screams at the top of her lungs and then runs off the stage or some some wild shit like that. I feel like if the if the if the momentum goes as it is, that like is coming. Let me ask you a question. This might sound really cold. But I want to know this in terms, especially as I was framing the argument, framing the argument earlier about being empathetic towards art, towards artists now in the era of social media. Honestly, do you really give a fuck about Summer Walker? 
Um, for me, yes. No. Because I like the music, though. I love the music. I like the I've, I like the first the past. I mean, two what projects. do you mean give a fuck about? Like her? as I mean, an like, individual, I, do you really care about Summer Walker, or are I'm, you just interested? In I care her about product? the well being of other human beings. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Mm. Awesome. On some blanket shit, yes. Oh damn, I sound really. I mean, because no, no, like statistic you, 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 right now. on just values, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dude, like, like on like morals and like as a human being, yeah. But like, I don't know her. I'm not yeah, gonna I like. You. I can't console her. Like, you know what I'm saying? You don't impact my life directly, and you know um, that's do, for this particular art. And like, like you said, I like no, a song or two. You know what I'm saying? But like, I can't like. I don't. I don't know. That's just. Uh, uh, and I'm glad that Avery is here because I, you know, I'm always interested in in standing face to face with my own bias. But I'm definitely biased toward the situation. I have a standard for what I what I want my artist to do. If an artist is That's an artist, it's a performance, then you have a product that you need to present. And if you can't present that product, then don't do the product. That's my only thing. So like I'm not saying I'm not saying she's wrong for what she's doing. I'm also saying I'm not also saying that she's right for what she's doing. What I am saying is the consequences and the effect should be that nobody should want to see Summer Walker live. Ever. What? Why, why would they? Why would they? Because they like her music. If she is if she is openly said that performing gives her social anxiety to the point that she doesn't want to do it, why would her audience want to participate in that? Because like you just said, like I was about to say, like when you first started, you said my artist. Yeah, it's not your artist, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like people are too possessive of that stuff. They think that that show is theirs. They think that that music is theirs, and okay. like it's not really, and it's not interesting. I mean, it's not really the artist either in a strange I way. I thousand percent disagree with you. And you know I saying? think I understand why. It kind of like just is. You know what I'm saying? The art just like is and like people react to it. Even me, like I've, my reaction to my own music has changed countless times. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, who's really is it? And like, don't get possessive of an artist. You know what I'm saying? Because that artist isn't yours. Anybody else got thoughts on that? You, That's bro. why the second album, you know, like uh, you might get. I guess attached to an artist for the first couple albums, but then they pivot, yeah, and they go into another direction, yeah. And so you're, you know, you're blaming that artist and saying that album is trash, but it's right. like I didn't, you know, the album, is, the artist is like, look, I'm gonna use my artistic expression to, you know, um, put what I feel into, you know, this body of work how yeah. I see it fit. I feel you. So I mean, I think that it's, it's duality, man, because it's all, you know. It's all a dance between the two, the artist and the consumer. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. we can't we can't See, avoid I, one side. Man, the role of the consumer is completely changed because I don't feel like anybody owns well, anything. The, like back in the, the day, if I like if I bought if I bought one of uh, OGK's paintings right now, if I bought an original right now, that joint is mine. Yeah, right. I hang it on my wall. I present it as I wanted to. I even talk about it the way I wanted to. It comes specifically from OGK's mind and his experience and his hand. But that piece of art is mine now. Beanies. Right. Beanies. Shout out to Beanies right now. Right. right? But like, and if I've applied that to Summer Walker, no, I don't feel like anybody owns, I don't think anybody's bought a Summer Walker CD. Maybe very few have. But it used to be back in the day when you release art, it was no longer yours. It was the public's because the public is now buying into that. It's theirs for interpretation. It's theirs for ownership. It's theirs for construction and for critique and for criticism. Now I don't feel like that's. The, I don't really feel like you that's know, the you case. You know what this conversation reminds me of? What's that? The whole load management discussion on mm. um, in the NBA, How where so? people become so like. Um, so there, there's two. There's two sides to it, especially in the NBA right now. There's James Harden who has never taken any games off right. and kind of burns out in the playoffs every time. Okay, and then there's Kawhi Leonard who he's given the right amount of rest and time and all that stuff and literally won a chip. So, yeah. but, but the other part of it is, you know, 
that is how the team handles it. Yeah. And then how the NBA handles handles it, where money is the bottom line. They're you know trying to press the team like, yo, you need this person needs to play. But you know all these all these athletes who came before this generation, nobody took any time off. That's true. So maybe that's why the Knicks didn't beat the Bulls. Maybe. Because nobody took the time. Everybody was tired. Everybody was tired. Interesting. But, but I, I feel like there's some sort of a parallel between the two because there there get, comes the sticky argument of like, okay, this this athlete, this team, are we because we, we are paying you know customers, do we get to dictate, yo, this this player should or shouldn't play? Honestly, right now I feel like basketball and uh, and baseball, the season is entirely too long. Mm. That's that that's that's one. Yeah, I would say just to tie it up before we fully go into the load management, I think what you're comparing is like you have a very uh, – Avery, you have a very artistic standpoint like in favor or perspective from the artist, right? Mm-hmm. But BMO's more utilitarian. You're like, producer, what, what value, what ask, What am I getting out of this? Right, like, capitalist. And, right. Well, sure. to a degree, yeah. Like, you like how much utility, how much value can I get out of this? If you're, if you're yeah. gone, you're gone. You know what I'm saying? But I got – the best value of work or what I deem in as such during a short period of time. You're more so like, look, I want longevity for this artist. You know, I want this person to explore and have different phases with their art. And that means, Definitely. you know, having freedom and having a good mindset to, you know, have yeah. that longevity. So I, it's, uh, two sides of the same coin. I think it's just, it's a very interesting, and I'm so glad you're here, Avery, because the conversation I wanted to have about the future, it's very interesting. How do creatives now, especially, uh, especially on this show, as we do a lot of like trend projection, how do we navigate that very narrow pathway between, it's not actually narrow, it's very wide as hell between I don't give a fuck and we give all the fucks. How do we navigate that to create the best creative products? I mean, you were comparing having Uh-oh. CDs. Yeah. Mink got an answer? Uh-oh. Hey, OGK up. is in the building. <laughs> Talk to the artist. What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that, though? I mean, I, I feel like this goes into what uh, me and Alexia were talking about earlier is nobody really A&Rs anymore. Mm. So if you actually did get to know the artist, talk to the, talk to the artist, like yeah. my man said, you would have a full or better understanding of what the person can and cannot handle and what also what button to push to make them you know, accelerate and do better. But that part of the game is is not necessarily null and void, but it's not as prevalent as it used to be. But I agree. (laughs) 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 He kind of got all of it. He got all of it at once. Like, we definitely need more A&R. Like, someone with BMO's mindset and then someone with your mindset. What's your name again? Avery. Avery's mindset. Yeah. Like, and then the communication of the artists and what they want and what they feel they can handle and what they like understanding them as an artist right with you two like leveling out you will be right. able to you know get what you can from it on the you, you say utilitarian yeah yeah, yes. yeah yeah there you go I'm trying to keep the big word you, you know what I'm saying show word of the day but like yeah you get your, your utilitarian needs and then you get the like compassionate human needs uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Word. Artistic integrity. Go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that was. I just went a little deep, man. And we just had the word <laughs> yeah, of the day. So uh, we Matt, did all like of that in one back. segment. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Good job over the shoulder yeah, team. That's, that's, <laughs> we, we almost went like in the back for a moment. Almost, almost went in the back. I mean, my back segment was pretty touched on early. Touched on early by what you were saying. So, well, you get in the bag, man. What's I gotta go get my phone. You got your shit ready? I know. I mean, shit. I just in your bag. Oh, she done went in the bag. Shit, in your bag, bro. Get in your bag, bro. That was not. She opened the bag, closed the, the bag. bag. Oh, there's the oh, bag. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, there's there's the bag. Yeah, so, uh, 
Thank God I made it to the studio today. No, no. I'm, I'm, once again, I'm going to say this on air. Yeah. I'm surprised we have Matthew in the flesh at this moment. Yo, this nigga was than, in West Virginia two than, hours ago. Less than two hours ago, he was in West Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, this nigga's a beast. Sent, <laughs> sent on a dummy mission, though. So, yeah. So, yeah, I sent on a dummy mission for work. I uh, had to go pick up something that was going to get delivered in, West, in Virginia. Berryville, Virginia. Have y'all ever heard of that shit? Burville? Berry, Burville. Oh, Burryville, yeah? No, I ain't heard of Burryville, But I was driving from Maryland, so I had to drive through all the way up from Maryland to West Virginia, through West Virginia, Harper's Ferry to get there. So Damn. Yeah, that, that shit was crazy. So I was, I was writing that. Okay. I wrote this in the bag segment while I was sitting out there from... For about four hours waiting for this package to arrive. Four and hours? Yeah. No, I, I got there at 10.30. I got, I got out there at 10.30, so uh-huh. I left the crib at 9. Um, and I didn't leave until about 2.30 p.m. So, Bless you. And, and so, yeah, so that, that's, that's pretty much it. It's, you know, what inspired the, the In the Back segment. So I'm an engineer by trade, and some people might think that's interesting, but today uh, is the day I must do the not-so-glamorous portions of the job. Oh, I love it. I got to drive around to multiple random places outside the DMV, picking up and dropping off equipment. So wild and wonderful West Virginia. I've had fond memories there. Um, in fact, uh, from overnight camping outside as a kid to going whitewater rafting when I was a teenager uh, to weekend log cabin trips with some close friends later in my 20s. But wherever I was today, this ain't that. Um, at the time, it was 1 p.m. I was, I'm almost 30 years old now, and I'm parked outside a house in a suburb that looks like it's straight out of the Stepford Wives. Mm. The people, the news keeps talking about, they said they, they voted for Trump because uh, to shake some shit up. I feel like uh, they probably live there. Right. Anyways, I'm waiting <laughs> for a box to be delivered, and I feel like I'm in purgatory. Purgatory. But maybe purgatory. there's a lesson in all of this, right? So every career and lifestyle that we pursue has its fair share of shit that's not so glamorous. The mundane mm-hmm. task, the people, the politics, the administrative work, the time consumed in preparation, the waiting. In the grand scheme of what we do, it's the little shit. Um, it's the little shit in comparison to scraps. Uh, but a wise man once told me the good ones always do the big shit well, but the great ones do the little shit. Mm. He's right. Um, the separation between those who are good at what they do and those who are great at uh, what they do comes down to mastering the little shit. Opportunities are won and lost based on who trusts you to do the little shit. Being resourceful, being flexible in a tight situation, being communicative about yourself and leaving a positive impression with those who you interact with, being responsive, being available, being dependable. So although sometimes we hate feeling like we're in limbo, like something that's out of our control is holding us up from progression, like things aren't going as well as planned, maybe we should reframe our thinking in these moments. Maybe we're just handling the little shit. That's what's mm. in the bag. I love it when you get introspective, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> I love introspective, man. West yeah. Virginia. Oh, man, I forgot what I was about to say. So, Me yeah, I, I, you, <laughs> I was inspired by what you, you said earlier in the show about, like, um, professionalism. That's basically yeah. the same thing. Yeah. It's like... You get the label of being professional when you do the little shit. You do the little. Otherwise, you just a nigga with a job. You know what I'm saying? Like straight up. You know, but to be deemed professional to really get that top dollar. Yeah. You know, it's it's very marginal change too. Like, right. I would say that the good people probably have eighty percent of the pie most of the time. Yeah. Somebody who's good, a good singer, a good rapper, a good painter, a good engineer, good whatever. But the great ones, like, 
Or putting the extra bit of little something in there. Right. That 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 great basketball player is diving for the ball. That's true. You know what I'm saying? That That's true. that great uh, musician is is not worried about how many takes it takes to get into the studio. Uh, we to get, get it done. The take is done. The take is right. It's perfect. You know how they interact with fans. You know the little shit. Like yeah. not the primary responsibility. So I uh, implore anybody who's listening to uh, not trip over that shit. You know, in, in small little pockets where you feel like things aren't moving or you're not doing mm-hmm. the sexy shit because you're handling business. That's right. That's really going to benefit you for when the sexy shit comes back. Yeah. It's a multiplier. Yeah. So. Thanks, Matt. You're welcome. I got a question for Avery, if y'all fellas don't mind. Go ahead. Avery, I, there's a lot of things about your generation that I truly appreciate, one of which is the, uh, the lack of fucks given. I really love it. I want to know from your perspective, though, as you're coming into the, into the game, as you're growing older, turning 19 pretty soon, what are some of the things about our generation that pisses you off that you wish we could adopt some of the behaviors from your generation? I'm sure this is a long list. No, I'm fine, man. I'm so with this it. is millennials I'm to talking learn. to Generation Z. Yeah, yeah. Is fuck it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no fucks given. There, there it goes. There it's it gone. Uh, I don't know. Y'all just lack compassion, bro. High key. Mm. But like, that's the main thing. Because I mean, it's just be. I mean, it's not y'all fault. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Y'all like done seen to some shit. You feel me? I guess. And like, you know what I'm saying? What do you mean by compassion, though? Like. Empathy, yeah. Empathy, empathy, empathy for the next person, type of thing. Yeah, type shit. And like, I don't think you guys are very patient with us specifically. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, patient in general with themselves. What you mean? As in, like, most people aren't patient with themselves to understand themselves to like just understand how to yeah. move with other people. I mean, but, I mean, millennials are the are are known for instant gratification. That's what we want. Mm-hmm. We want to post it and we want 3,000 people to like it within 30 seconds. Right. So I can see how that would translate into how we're not patient with the next generation and what they're supposed to be but or what is, we feel like they're supposed to be. That's the thing. We're like, we're not supposed to be what y'all want us to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, Facts. Y'all were like, y'all been 18. So, like, I don't get what, like, you know what I'm saying? How is there a big disconnect when y'all have been 18? Y'all mm-hmm. have been, like, frustrated at adults not understanding and not speaking a certain language. Now, like, I don't understand really how there can be a disconnect if you've been it before. You feel me? Well, I f- well I'm trying to think. If I'm 30, who was I mean, it's a long time removed. You know what I'm so, saying? yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Avery, Avery will not shots, forget to remind you of uh, your you age. You are old as shit. I'm That's trying the main to think. thing that blowing by y'all upset? old as fuck. I was oh, shut up. We, was, <laughs> we, had, we had him. We, we had him in a business meeting the other day, yeah. right? OG, and backpack. he definitely was like y'all, y'all, y'all to us because we're all older than him, Damn. and there's nothing we can do about there's it. Nothing we can do about it. I'm trying to think. What was I pissed off about the older generation for? I just thought they would like slow. Honestly, I just thought like as far as technology goes, I didn't understand how a person that was like seven years older than me couldn't understand a computer. Right, right. It bothered me. But yeah, like. Com- computers didn't really become publicly available to like the 80s if that and those were the big ass com- box ass computers and that's right so it wasn't publicly available but when we were born as millennials was like you know when we were like in our like 9 10 11 12 that's when i got the first computer computers internet you yeah. know so you know it was a transformation like with technology that accompanied our development so how we adopted it you know, since we were we adopted it early on, things like social media before uh, Avery's generation came, how yeah. we responded to it based off of how things were before is like totally different. So you just got to, you know, 
You can't be that old nigga, man. You gotta understand. I'm trying like, hard. Not I'm be, not but even. I am. We, I mean, <laughs> look at it. Uh, the the recession hit us, right? So once we got out of college, hard. a lot of us had a hard time finding jobs. Couldn't get a job, you know, bro. right? Yeah. A lot of times, it's still hard to get jobs. Um, so we re, when we did get jobs, they were like shorter term. Yeah. You know, um, we uh, had student loan debt out the out the ass. So unlike our parents, we weren't able to get houses. So. The, the troubles that we face and, and also they forced the new, us to go to college man right exactly no, they, no, yeah. no ain't nobody forced you to you could have just said no and got kicked out of the crib and had a bad relationship with your parents you wanted that hold on hold on that was not an option as much as you say it like as much as you say it like it's just as as matter of fact it is that was that wasn't an option when I was 18 wow. I was going it was from zero my mom the first shirt I wore was a Morehouse shirt in a onesie as an infant I was going to college yeah. it was if Betraying my mom would have also been betraying my interests, but I didn't know the other side okay, that so I would be in debt for the rest of my life. Then but I feel like what Avery is saying is like you can still, all that being said, you can still spurn it and be like, ah, I don't, I don't, that's not the direction I want to go and live with the consequences. It's coming from the person who dropped out of school at 15, so like, yeah, I don't know, it's just actually a different perspective, yeah, yeah. Yeah. True. Like right. that's Facts. the thing. That's the, also the frustrating like, case, <laughs> like thing too on the list that's frustrating is like parents trying to like project their wants onto your kid. Mm. Like your kid's life isn't like about what you want them to do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I understand like the protectiveness and like it's human nature to like try to like do the best for your kid and like put them down whatever path you think will be the most safe and the most practical so they can live long life have kids and the world keeps going you know what i'm saying i get that on like a deeper level but like nah because <laughs> well, like okay. in 2007 at, if i didn't have a college degree after the recession i would have not i wouldn't have gotten a job make a job i wouldn't have been able to do that why i didn't even have the wherewithal to do that that has to do Entrepreneur, with i mean you think even the access like to information right back then to you think do about like right to now, do the, in, in 2007 yeah there were no outlets for entrepreneurs. Like, okay. if you're the entrepreneur, was Diddy? Like, when I told my mom, and you only that read I that quit, nigga in magazines right. too. You didn't have Breakfast Club interviews. As a grown man, like when that. I told my mom I quit my job to be an entrepreneur, she freaked out for like months because before this generation, before probably 2010, there wasn't access. There wasn't an ability to just create income off of a magic demographic. Hell no, 2007, you couldn't just post somewhere and get people to buy some shit or come to some shit. You had to go somewhere. To get people to do shit, so the the access wasn't the same. I'm almost a little jealous, shit. I wish I could have dropped out of 15. I'd have been in 2019 if I dropped out of 15. I'd have been just fucking fine. Yeah, I mean, and you saying that, yeah, because like, I don't know. I started making like a lot, a lot of money when I was like 12 and yeah. like 13, just Jesus. off like reselling shoes, right? Like, that, like a lot of money, like that, to where I'm like living like a lifestyle that's kind of like how you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like trips. To like foreign countries off like selling shoes right so it's like I feel you on that for sure yeah but like I don't know that's just my mindset of like nah you can just make it yourself I don't understand yeah everybody just deals each generation has a set certain set of cards that you gotta deal with and we can't judge each other because we're dealing different generations we're dealing with a totally different set of cards and the goal for our generation is to make it uh, as easy as possible for your generation to not have to deal with the same hurdles and bullshit Fuck no. that we tried to break through and fight and push against. Fuck so. no. What's that? Can you say what you said again, man? I said it's our job as millennials to kind of make the path easier for those behind us uh, to not deal with as much as many hurdles and bullshit 
situations that we had to deal with. And that was maybe one critique that we had towards um, Generation X, which was, I guess, most of our parents, maybe some of our parents might have been baby boomers, yeah. like in that, that range. But how their ideals and their principles, you know, like, didn't make it easier for us as in, in general, on average, no. for us to really pursue the past that we really wanted to pursue. That's true. So, And I think that's a problem because us, oh, you guys as millennials, I don't even know what category I fall into, but it's I'm going to say y'all. <laughs> y'all as millennials, like, it's not your responsibility to make it easier and make a pathway for this next generation. The next generation is only asking for y'all to support the pathway that they're trying to make for themselves. Real shit. I've never mm. been able to explain it like that, but yeah. Yeah, but that's... Exactly. For real. I mean, that's just exactly what they want. I feel like when I was growing up, that's what I wanted. It was like, I don't need you to make it easy for me. I don't need you to tell me how to do it. I just want you to believe in my idea of what I think I could do and then support me. Because y'all already have the infrastructure because y'all came first. I'll be, I'll, be no, try, I'll be trying to tell Avery that. I'll be trying that's to what I was about to that say. Is, me and Tom have had this conversation like many and many a time where it's like, yo, all I need is creative support. But then it's also like I'm so burdened by y'all generation where it's like, yo, like I'll reach out for creative support once be like, all right, fuck these niggas, bro. I'll do myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't. And I have the wherewithal, the materials, and the access to. I think it's actually, I think you're right, OJK. It's, but at the same time, I think you're wrong. I think that's like one of our jobs is to make sure that y'all can just cook and do your own thing, like stay out the way. But also, I mean, we're still, okay. we haven't given up on shit. We're still doing our own thing too. And we have okay. to interact and we have perspectives from older generations as well. So we're in between mm, y'all generation okay. and a generation that is still doing the same thing to us that y'all say that we're doing to y'all. So, I mean, it's a totally different, it's a two-sided coin. It's interacting with two different people. It's interacting with people who are younger and, mm-hmm. old, and different older. So, yeah, I do think it's our job to make it easier. I have a younger brother who's, uh, he's about to be a junior at Hampton. Um, Sorry to hear that. Nah, I mean, <laughs> he's doing I knew, his thing. I knew that was going to be his reaction. Sorry, man. <laughs> Shout out to the Pirates. But, oh! <laughs> yeah, but, so, it's not my job to be like, Yo, you need to be an engineer. You need to do this. But at the same time, it is my job for somebody who went to college to be like, yo, this is my story. This is what I went through. Mm-hmm. These are some things, some things that I would advise. But at the same time, you're your own man. And I fully believe in you gaining experiences on your own. Yeah. Because you're going to do that anyway. Yeah. If y'all were to say that after everything y'all say to us, our lives would be a lot easier. Oh, say which part? But it's also my Whatever job. Whatever you want to do. All right, I trust you. Like, we'll support it. We believe in you. Let me take away trust. Believe. Okay. The microphone. The microphone. The microphone. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we just want y'all to see, like, you can give us your perspective. Don't tell us what to do, though, because we already know what we're trying to do. We want to take the information from that you're giving us and mold it to make it fit us how we want to make it fit us and then use it. And if we fall on our face, we fall on our face. It's not your responsibility. You're going to be dead and gone. Right, we're gonna still be here trying to make it work. We not gonna be dead. Though. Y'all gonna be but, but, dead, but 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 that's one. <laughs> I'm only twelve years older than just this man. Just like right I have here. a younger brother, I have a father. We have the same father. So that just is as crazy. It, that nigga said the same thing to me, and I said the same thing to that nigga that y'all say to me right now. Just as it is my job to be, you know, to talk to my brother a certain way and have that type of lines of communication right. open, it's also my job to, you know, when I talk to my dad, and my dad is two hops removed yeah. from. From my brother, two generations removed. I'm like, nah, pops, you got to chill out. You know what I'm saying? This, this is. I know a little bit about what he's going through because yeah. I'm closer to that. Right, right, right. And that age is a the little bit fresher for me. All. So, right, yeah, right, right. I think as 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 millennials, where we are right now, we gotta 
we got to kind of uh, balance out two different generations that we're interacting with. Oh, man, I would love to keep this conversation going. Yeah. Because we could talk about this all day, but we got to get into the tools of the trade, baby. So let's get into the tools of the trade. Matt, uh, or Tom, Tom, what are the tools of the trade, man? Start us off. Oh, boy. My tool of the trade? Yeah, tell us what tools of the trade are first. Oh, tools of the trade is uh, something tangible or intangible that helps you throughout your day. So it could be patience or it could be a notebook. So it, it all depends on how you feel and what you feel like saying. So for me, my tool of the trade right now is communication. Mm. Because as we all know, Tom Tom is has a lot going on and sometimes goes through a lot. So it behooves me to communicate. So people around me can help or people around me can, I don't know, move out of my way. I don't know. Something, whatever it has to be at the moment. Give them the socials. So my social is Thomas the Great on IG, Tommy Pickles, uh, underscore in the middle, CKLZ. And that's my tools of the trade. Break us off, Avery. Um, breath and meditation. Okay. Yeah. You got to like, got to breathe properly and you got to like clear your mind, bro. Right. <laughs> Mindfulness. Give us your, um, give us your socials. Where do people can find you and what you got going on next? Uh, everything at sleaze.inc, S-L-E-A-Z-E dot I-N-C. For sure. Yeah. Word. Backpack Matt. Follow me on Twitter at Backpack Matt, at Instagram at Mr. Backpack. Uh, tool of the trade today would be, I'd say the fall off. I think fall, um, this is a cold-ass fall. Already. So but um, you know, I feel like it's a perfect time to just, you know, lay back, you know, uh, go into the den, get your, get your shit together, recoup. Get reorganized. This is the time. This is the stretch where you really separate yourself. Another key term. Separate yeah. yourself from the competition by putting in the work, putting in the groundwork. Yeah. So the fall off is important. True. It's your boy, Bimo Brown. Oh, give me the socials, man. I did. I started oh, off. Oh, you with... did? My bad, my bad, my bad. I was listening. Come on, Bimo. It's your boy, Bimo Brown, at Bimo Brown. Make sure you follow me and our podcast at OTS Pod on all social media. That's Instagram and uh, Twitter and whatnot. Tools of the trade are actually beanies. It's cold as hell. I think I'm going to buy me a beanie on the 11th or the 23rd of the 11th month. That's November. Beanies. Oh, Check nice it out recovery by OGK. There. Nice. I see what you we'll have. see what I did there. Beanies by OGK. That's my tool of the trade. We about to get up out of here. We want to thank y'all again for listening you, to Alexia. the Over the Shoulder Shout podcast. Thank you, full service. Make sure you listen to all the episodes thank below. Thank you, Line Hotel. Thank y'all for having me. All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>